Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Double FM Sports. I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jeremy Zarek. And today we are diving right back into this projected March Madness bracket from the New York Post. Yesterday we started it. We got to the first, we finished the first side of the bracket and arrived at one of our um, championship finalists being Kansas. This side, this time we're going to do the other side of the bracket. We'll see who that side's um, champion, if you will, is. And then um, we're going to play out a simulated national championship game. Now note, once again, this is not an official NCAA bracket. This is a bracket by the New York Post, just in case you forgot. So don't take these rankings too literally. Because they could change. All right, are we ready to dive right into this first game oh and another thing um we did the first four and the 11 seed in the south will be ucla and then the um 16 seed in the west will be robert morris yep and i think that's all i had so i think we're good to go all right so first game on the docket we have number one baylor versus 16 boston university I'm I'm going to take Baylor here. Yeah, I'm going to go Baylor. However, I do think there is a little bit of concern around Baylor's one seed. Obviously, they had a good season, but I don't know. There's something about Baylor that they're the first one seed that I'm not so sure would be going the whole way. Yeah, um, my... My concern with Baylor is they have been a little shaky in the past couple of months. I mean, losing some higher-profile games and not being the number one seed overall anymore. Um, But I know I'm repeating myself a lot, but I got to go strength the schedule here. And the teams that Boston University is playing... I mean, their conference, they're in the Patriot League. And the teams they're playing really aren't that great, and they're not even the top of their league. So, yeah, I'm taking Baylor here. All right. Well, we'll get our first simulation under for the day. All right. uh, It's a close, I guess you could say close one. Baylor does win. We have a 65 to 58 win. Okay. Eh, a bit closer eh. than expected. Well, see, and then again, we're questioning Baylor's play in the back half. That might come back to bite them, maybe in the second or, or Sweet 16. We'll see. Um, Arizona and the 12 and 6 LSU. <laughs> Not actually 12 and 6, they're 21 and 10, but. I mean, I'm going to take LSU on this one purely because I don't. I just, yeah, Arizona was eh, but I, I just think LSU's slightly better. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Arizona's, I don't want to say really good, because they're not that, like, great, but they're still, I think they're a really good team with Nico Mania and but I don't know. Something's just telling me to go LSU. I, it might be the fact that they just won a national championship in football, and, like, 
the school was on my mind, but I don't know. I'm going to go LSU. I'm going to go LSU here because Arizona really looked like it had been – it was in a nice groove for the first, like, month and a half, two months, and then it just started sliding. And LSU had a little bit of a slide at the end of the season, but not nearly the slide that Arizona had. All right. Uh, we were all there. We were all right, correct? We got an 86-81 to 81 win for LSU. All right, two for two so far for all of us. Yep. Um. Oh, boy. Ohio State and Stephen F. Austin. Now... We we do have a very good good friend that is a ginormous Ohio State fan. He knows who he is. Um, He's probably not listening, but he knows who he is. Yeah. Well, see, not. here's the thing. My thing with Ohio State, they started off great, and then they slid a lot. <laughs> Obviously, because they were like, I weren't were they number one at one point? Or they were like, the two seed at one point. They were the two seed at one point. Okay. So, and Stephen F. Austin does have a high-quality win at Duke, which it, it that pains me to say, but they do. Um, so I'm going to take, with my first upset of the day, I'm going to take Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, uh, I feel like the same thing back in the first part of this podcast where I said about Michigan, I watch a lot of Michigan basketball simply to root against them. I also watch a lot of Ohio State basketball where he gets them. And don't get me wrong, they have a really good team, and I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that as a Michigan State fan. But it's just not the team that I think they've had in past deep championship runs. And if I'm not mistaken, SFA's record is pretty good. So I think they're a little bit of a sleeper team when it comes to the tournament. Not to mention, like Ethan said, that big win against Duke at the buzzer in the early season. I think I'm going to go SFA as well. Yeah, um, for me, I'm actually going to go Ohio State here. And yes, they did slide a bit. But looking at Stephen F. Austin, the teams that they're playing, yes, they're honestly drubbing them but the teams that they're playing are teams like nc central niagara drexel arkansas state i mean that's just the first month but as soon as they play someone like rutgers they lose by 12 points as soon as they play alabama they lose by 10 points the only anomaly there is duke who they beat by three points in overtime but i'm taking ohio state here all right, we have our first disagreement, I guess. Uh, the 12-seeded SFA Austin, I don't know their mascot. They're the Lumberjacks, I think. Yeah, they're the Lumberjacks. Yeah, that's right, that's right. They uh, again get it done, 84 pulling off the first offset. Interesting. Yes, yes, I'm still 100%. Um, Louisville and Yale. I mean, yes, uh, again, Louisville did slide towards the end of the year. However, I do think they're going to beat okay. Yale. Yeah, I mean, 
Yale had Mie Oni, who was a really great player last year, and that's a big reason why they made the tournament this year. I really don't see a standout player on that team. And Louisville has Jordan Mora, who's, in my opinion, one of probably the top 15, maybe even top 10 players in the country. I think Louisville definitely gets it done. Yeah, for me, yeah, I'm going Louisville here. Simply because, in the words of my cousin, Ivy League basketball is just like watching high school basketball. Yeah. I mean, that's partially my reasoning here. But also, you look at who Yale is playing. They're playing other Ivy League schools for the most part. The other teams they're playing are small schools like, you know, Howard um, or... Vermont, Lehigh, Albany. They beat Clemson, though. Um, But they did lose to UNC. I'm still going to go Louisville here. All right. The uh, Louisville Cardinals get it done pretty handily. 76 to 60. All right. um, Penn State versus UCLA. Now... Penn State fell tremendously um, towards the end of the year. They were we, – we did talk about in the one podcast how they were number nine in the country at one point, but now they slid – are they out of the top 25 now? No, they're still in, I think. Yes, they are. They're the 20. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be close. I believe Penn State's going to just eke it out here, but I don't expect them to make it past this uh, um the second round, I should say. Uh, I mean, this is the third team I'm going to say it with. This one, it's not as much rooting against them as it is. I watch a lot of their basketball simply because it was the A-State big school. Although Penn State lost a good number of games uh, at the end of the season, the Big Ten Conference, in my opinion, was the hardest conference to win games. So those games, although they really, I mean, obviously they mattered, the whole, like, the win-loss ratio in their record isn't a huge thing, I guess, to me when it comes to the tournament because of how strong the conference is that they play in. UCLA, they really came on late, but they really struggled, I'm pretty sure, in the first half of the season. And I just don't see a standout player like I do in Lamar Steven on UCLA. So who are you going with? Penn State. Okay. Yeah, I mean, UCLA was pretty decent. But, I mean, again, strength of schedule. You're playing in the back 12 and you, I mean, they lost to UNC by 10 points in December, lost to CS Fullerton um, by three also in December. You look as soon as February, yes, they did upset Arizona pretty handily there, but they lost big time to Arizona State. Um, they beat Colorado, yes, but um, even so... Despite Penn State's middling in the past couple of months, actually not, no, I'm changing what I was about to say. 
I'm feeling UCLA. All right. Wait, Ethan, who was your pick? I, I took Penn State, but I don't think they're going right, to make so it. We got two to one on Penn State. Penn State not only wins, but they win by 13 points. Okay. How did Lamar Stevens do? He's got a solid 21 points and seven rebounds. Okay. That'll do it. Still 100%. Um, uh, Seton Hall versus Hofstra. Um, um, again, Seton Hall. I mean, again, the record may look appealing for Hofstra, but then again, like we've always said, strength of schedule. Like Seton Hall's in the Big East playing some of the best teams in the country. Hofstra, I don't even know where Hofstra is in all honesty. But I, I think Miles Powell and Seton Hall get it done against Hofstra. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. My guy in our first part of the video was Zayrowski, the point guard from Creighton. I mean, he was a beast, and I think the same thing of uh, Miles Powell, Seton Hall. I, I don't know. I don't know if Miles Powell has the same consistency as Zayrowski did from Creighton, but I feel like Miles Powell could explode for a lot more. So Seton Hall is definitely. They definitely were a team to keep your eye on, so I'm definitely going to go see them all here. I mean, Hofstra here, yes, they had a good season. They beat a lot of teams. They also lost to some no-name teams like St. Bonaventure. And um, don't discredit the bodies. The bodies are actually a decent basketball. I mean, yes, but in the grand scheme of things... Losing to them is, yeah. They also lost to Bucknell um, and San Jose State. Um, lost to William and Mary, Charleston, Delaware. Um, oh, William and Mary's also not that bad. They have a guy that's a pretty decent NBA prospect. I'm, I'm not doubting that. My point is these are not the same kind of schools that someone like Seton Hall is going to play. Like Ethan said, in the Big East, one of the most competitive um, conferences in in all of college basketball. And yes, Seton Hall did have a little bit of a backslide um, towards the end of the season, losing to Creighton and Villanova and Providence. But I still think that Seton Hall is going to get this win. We got a 20-minute uh, win over here. Seton Hall gets done 74-54. How did Miles Powell do? Uh, Miles Powell uh, basically did exactly what I said he would. He had 33 points. <laughs> okay. Um, Providence versus Rutgers. Um, for me... Purely based on the defense of Rutgers, I think Rutgers, it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I think Rutgers is going to edge Providence. Um, I, I definitely see the argument for Providence. I think that they they were kind of the, the best, I don't want to say the best team, but I feel like for how they ended the season, it was one of the best ends of the season for any team in the country. They, they really came on late and earn themselves a seven seed. However, okay, I'm just going to put this generalization out there. I watch Big Ten basketball, whether it's Michigan State or not. I watch any Big Ten basketball I can. So, again, I, I know Rutgers pretty well when it comes to, you know, watching them play. And 
with a healthy Geo Baker, which they didn't have midseason, Rutgers, that they, they're they could be I don't want to say unstoppable, but they could definitely be a force to re- be reckoned with. So I say Rutgers gets done, and I don't think it'll be within five six points. Hmm, interesting there. Um, yeah, I like Providence here, but. I also, I, I feel like this is going to be a close game. Um, really could swing either way. I mean, I would love to see Providence win here. But, yeah, I'll go Rutgers. All right, we got a 10-point win upset, I guess you could say, since it's the 10-7 seed by... And the score seventy two sixty two. Rutgers will advance to round thirty two. Hundred percent, Todd. I'm surprised you were you were hesitant to take your former favorite team. Not for basketball. That was just oh. kind of football. Okay. Um, Florida State versus Northern Kentucky. I I think this is a relatively easy one. I thought Florida State had a great year all around, only losing five games, and um and. In the AC, which isn't saying much this year, but um, I, I'm going to go with Florida State here. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Florida State's the obvious pick. Uh, maybe if it was Western Kentucky, they have the NBA. Wait, I'm pretty sure. I, I could be completely wrong, so do not quote me on this. I'm pretty sure Western Kentucky's the team that has the NBA prospect power forward, Charles Basie. So maybe if it was Western Kentucky, but it's not. So that doesn't really matter at all. Florida State is definitely going to get done. Yeah, I think really this is Florida State's game to lose. And as I'm looking through Northern Kentucky's schedule, I see a lot of wins. But I see a couple of glaring blowout losses, like, you know, losing 95-63 to 63 against Wright State. Ooh. Or um, losing, this isn't a blowout, but it's to a pretty terrible team. Um, a 66-58 to 58 loss to Detroit Mercy. Um, a 73-43 blowout against University of Illinois Chicago. Um... Yeah, I really, like I said, this is Florida State's game to lose. And uh, you are right, Florida State, 94, Western, not Western, Northern Kentucky, 77. Okay. Um, we're going to move on to the West bracket, uh, Gonzaga versus Robert Morris. Um, again, I think it's a relatively easy decision. I- I'm going to go with uh, Gonzaga here. Yeah, I am too. I mean, Gonzaga doesn't play in a big conference like every other school does. Despite that, I think Gonzaga probably is the most depthful team in the whole entire country. I mean, at one point, I'm pretty sure they had seven guys averaging double-digit points. Uh, not only is Gonzaga going to win this, but I can definitely see them making at least a Sweet 16, if not the Elite 8 or further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, not gonna deny here what Robert has, Robert Morris has done this season. Um, obviously, I mean they've put enough of a season together to make it into the bracket, um, which is good on their part. But um, like I said in the past matchup again with Florida and State, with uh, yeah, 
I can't speak. With Florida State um, versus, why well, can't I think either, um, versus Northern Kentucky, I really just think, A, strength of schedule on Robert Morris's part. They're dropping some games against no-name teams versus Gonzaga, whose only real glaring loss that I've seen was um, that upset loss to BYU. But, yeah, I'm going Gonzaga here. And uh, we might have our – I'm not sure. I can't remember what our scores were last last uh, part, but this might be the biggest victory of the tournament. Gonzaga puts up 102 points to Robert Morris's 56. Oh. Oh, that's just not – that's not nice. Um, That's like running up the score at that point. Well – Got to carry that momentum of the tournament. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a big blowout. Um, so I guess next we're gonna move on to Colorado and Marquette. Um, in all honesty, I love I love Marcus Howard. I love the way he plays, but I I think Colorado as a team is better. So I'm going to take Colorado here. Yeah, I'm gonna side with you on that again. Like you just said, Marcus Howard, top five, maybe top three point guard in the whole entire country. He's he's great, but I don't see much, I guess, help when it comes to Marquette. I, I do see a good team basketball aspect in Colorado, and they have a center, Tyler Bay, who was, you know, he declared for the NBA draft a couple of days ago. I think Colorado is the better team by maybe just a bit. Yeah, I mean, the way I see this, Marquette, every game they've played against, like, a good, like, and when I say good Big East team, I mean, like, ones that are in the bracket. Um, I mean, I'm looking at schedule here. They've lost... I'd say in the past 10 games, they've lost to almost all of the really, really good Big East schools um, and some of the not-so-great ones. Like, I'm looking here, I'm seeing lost to St. John's, lost to DePaul, um, lost to Seton Hall. They got a win over Georgetown, but lost to Providence, lost to Creighton, lost to Villanova, beat Butler, beat DePaul again. Or not again, but beat it. Um, beat Xavier, but then lost to Butler. I just too many inconsistencies there. And yes, Colorado has dropped a number of important games, but I'm going to go Colorado. All right. We got a, I guess you want to call a seven point game or close one. Colorado does pull it out 78 71. All right. I'm still 100%. It's going strong. Um, I think I am too. Pretty sure. Yeah, I think me and Ethan are both one hundred percent here. And Todd, I don't think you're far off. I think you only had your UCLA pick. Something like that, yeah. Um. All right. The next one: BYU versus Liberty. Again, the record may look appealing, but I, I, I think BYU. I think Jr. Agree. You guys will agree with this. It's like one of the most underrated teams in the tournament. 
Uh, actually, I, I have to disagree with you. Yes, BYU is one of the most underrated teams in the tournament when you looked at it from the beginning of the year. But I feel like after their win against Gonzaga, they actually got the hype they deserved. And I, I'm not mistaken, they were a top 20 team when the season was all said and done. Also, I think if you're talking about one of the most underrated teams in the tournament, you look no further than the team that they're playing in the Liberty Flames. They have Scotty James, who I'm pretty sure is a sophomore last year, was had one of the best performances in the round of 64, and he's legit. I mean, the kid is, he can play basketball. I'm not saying Liberty upsets them, but I think Liberty, despite the whole strength of schedule argument we've had here, is actually a team that can contend with these big schools. Now, I know I just you know fought my argument for Liberty. I still am going to go with BYU. But I think Liberty's a very good team, and I'm not going to discredit anything. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking BYU as well. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to debate you on the ability of Liberty. I mean, obviously they had a a surprise. Yeah, I'd call it a surprising run last year, a surprisingly deep run from them um, that people weren't really expecting. But I look at BYU. And yes, they did just lose to um, St. Mary's as they were the 14 seed. So yes, JR, you were right. They were within the top 20. Um, but I still think BYU wins this game. And BYU in that game is exactly what happened. Uh, I guess Scotty Games did not hear my praise and play good. Because it was a 16 point blowout loss for Liberty, 86 to 70. Okay, um, next one Oregon versus North Texas. I think, again, I think it's, I honestly think it's Oregon's game to lose here, so I'm going to go with Oregon. All right, um, definitely, I'm, I'm going to agree with that. Uh, not just a statement for Oregon, but the whole entire college basketball season this year. The point I think we can all agree the point guard play and the point guards that were just you know, the whole entire country had probably the most point guard depth I think I've seen in a while. I mean I've mentioned Miles Powell, Marcus Howard, Cassius Winston, uh Zagorowski from Creighton. I mean Peyton Pritchard's right up there from Oregon too. It's just it's amazing to me to see how much, how many good point guards there were this year. In the you, you're pass. missing one. You want me to say Trey Jones, and with all due respect, I'm not going to. What? Well, anyway, as the Duke Michigan State feud continues, um, I'm going to take Oregon here, and that's partially because of strength of schedule. Um, because North Texas, they're in the Conference USA, and they're losing games. They lost to Charlotte pretty handily. It was 13 points there. Lost to Louisiana Tech by two. Lost to Rice by nine. Um, and then when they play actually serious contenders like Dayton, who at the time was 13, they get blown – well, not blown out, but they lose by 13. Um, they lose by two to Oklahoma – and yes, Oregon has had some troubling losses, um, but I still think Oregon is going to win this. Yeah, 
they they got it done. Ninety-one to eighty-one. That's a pretty high-scoring game. I mean, you don't usually see guys scoring or teams scoring ninety points in the tournament, but nonetheless, they did get it done. Well, we did have that Richmond. Um... Yeah, we did have that offensive showdown that had two teams in the hundreds. Yeah, um, uh, Houston versus Indiana. Again, I like I like I do really like Indiana. Um, I respect what they did this year. Although I think Houston's gonna pull it out. Yeah, Indiana. They're just when I think of Indiana again as a Big Ten basketball fan, they're a good team, but they're not the team with Romeo. Excuse me, they're not the team with Romeo Langford that they had last year. So, and I mean, they have Tracy Jackson Davis, who, don't get me wrong, outstanding freshman. I just don't think it's the same team that they had last year that was really good, so I'm going to go to Houston. You know, I just looked at the Houston Cougars, and a lot of what I saw was, yes, some wins, but some losses to teams that they shouldn't have lost to. Um, I'm talking teams like Memphis, um, even teams that maybe were toss-up games like Cincinnati, they lost some of those. Indiana has had its share of those too, um, but part of that is has just been really close Big Ten play. Um, but they beat Penn State, who was 9 at the time, they upset Iowa, who was 21st at the time. But then they lost to an unranked Ohio State. They lost twice to an unranked Purdue. They lost twice to an unranked Michigan. Or, sorry, only once to an unranked Michigan. And that was just in the month of February. Um, I don't know. This could really go either way. Um, but I feel like Houston has just the right chinks in the armor that Indiana can exploit, so I'm going to go for Indiana. Um, before I simulate this, I do want to point out one more point that kind of swayed me a little bit. Uh, you know, I've been talking about the point guard play of the country this year. If I'm not mistaken, Houston's point guard is Devon Dotson, who is a former Kansas point guard, and he's... I, I don't, I'm not going to compare him to the likes of Marcus Howard. Yeah, Marcus Howard, Miles Powell, and all of those guys that I just mentioned before, but he's a really good point guard, so that kind of plays into my huge... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Devon Dotson still plays for Kansas. That's Quentin Grimes. I couldn't remember which one it was. All right, I just want to make sure we have our facts straight here. Yeah, I think it's Quentin Grimes. Yeah, I, I know it was one of the two Houston or not Houston Kansas point guards. It doesn't it doesn't change my reasoning. Both of them were really good at Kansas last year, and so yeah. Um, we have our uh, first buzzer beater win of the left side of the bracket. Wait, right side of the bracket. Houston pulls out a late a late 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 jumper and pulls off the 68 to 67 win wow yes i'm still going strong um absolute thriller there um all right next game we got kentucky versus eastern washington i think uh as i said for a couple teams 
Kentucky, uh, I didn't have the best starts to a season. Um, who they they lost to Evansville, correct? That is correct. Okay. Um, but I thought they really brought it back at the end of the year, so I I think Kentucky is gonna roll past Eastern Washington. Yeah, I mean they have one of the. Jesus Christ! Something just fell in my house, all on top of me, and that hurt. But we'll go on. That's what I was saying. Uh, Kentucky, I mean, they have, I think, one of them, but one of the most improved players from the start of the season, and Tyreek Maxey. I don't know if anyone really expected a bunch out of him. He really came out as a solid player. I mean, the point guard trio that they have playing point guards, shooting guard, and small forward is scary. I mean, Emmanuel quickly action Higgins along with Tyrese Maxey. It's, that's insane, the fact they have that much depth at technically the one position. And they have two very good big men that start in, is it Nick Richard and Nate, Nick Richards and Nate Sestina? I'm pretty sure those are their names. Yeah, I think so. And they have EJ Montgomery that comes off the bench. I mean, the team is just... They've got super, I don't mean, I guess not superstars, but they have a lot of talent on that team. I'd be surprised if Kentucky does not get away with a win. Yeah, I mean, for me, Kentucky, I mean, they're playing Eastern Washington in the Big Sky Conference. Not a whole lot of competition there. I mean, yes, we're talking it about a team who had an almost 80-point win first game of the season, but it was against Portland Bible College. So, who only put up 25 points? It was 107 to 25. Um, which, <laughs> I mean, not really, though, because it's Portland Bible College. Um, it hurts me to see those kids. I mean, I didn't see that game, but... Imagine that being like your kid and they're getting blown out by 80. That one just hurts me. I mean, yeah. Um, but despite that, like I've been saying earlier, they're pretty good in conference. They did have a pretty hefty loss to Montana, uh, like blowout type loss. Um, but anytime they play someone who's actually serious competition, they lose. So I'm going Kentucky here. All right. Um, I'm going to be real here. I don't think any of us were expecting this. No. Not only was it not a buzzer-beating game, it was a five-point win for the 14 CDs in Washington. Oh, there goes my 100% streak. How? What? (laughs) It's March, Ethan. you got to understand anything can happen. Well, it's not March anymore, but... Well, it's it's March Madness tournament. You get the point. Okay, so we have a our first major upset on this side of the bracket. Um, is that our is that the lowest seed to win a game for us so far? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had. We had Akron. We had Akron going to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, and wait, where was SFA? No, yeah, they won, but they were a 12 seed. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll move on to the next game, which is Illinois and Arizona State. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna take Illinois here. I I gotta disagree. 
agree. Uh, again, I've watched Illinois play a number of basketball games this year, and they got a good team. Don't get me wrong. A.M. DeSamu is, I feel like, one of the better point guards that don't get to, that doesn't get the hype. And Kofi Coburn is one of the best big men in college basketball. However, however, I think Arizona State, they just had their second guy from that team declare for the draft. I just, I don't know. I, I, I like Arizona State in this game. Yeah, I'm also going to take Arizona State here because Illinois, I see a bunch of holes um, in games that they've lost that they probably shouldn't have lost. Um, And, I mean, yes, they did beat Iowa to end the season, but right before that, they lost to Ohio State. Um, They've lost to Maryland. They have lost to Iowa. They've lost to Michigan State, who's unranked at the time. They lost to Rutgers. Um, Actually, they've lost to Michigan State twice. And, yes, Illinois is good. But, I mean, even the first game of the season, they went into overtime against Nichols. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Arizona State here. Uh, We have our second buzzer beater of the right side of the bracket. I think it's our second, with Houston being the first. However, this time it was not the higher seed getting the buzzer beater to win. It was the lower seed pulling out from three as the buzzer expired to win 70 to 68. Oh, this this Kentucky game's really screwed me up. Kentucky had nothing to do with you picking Illinois. Well, I I'll, I'll say it is. Um All right, so I guess our last round of 64 game, we're going San Diego State and Bradley. Although I have some family ties to Bradley. Um, it's San Diego State's game to lose, so I'm taking San Diego State here. Um, y'all are going to be kind of surprised with this. You're going to pick Bradford no. or Bradley, rather. Uh, I'm going to be real here. Usually, during the season, I have a upset pick that just kind of makes my bracket. And I haven't made one this time to 64 during this simulation. Not to mention the fact that about midway through the season when Michigan State, right before their slide and begin the middle of the year, they were projected to play Bradley. And that kind of scared me because last last year, Michigan State played Bradley. And I don't think it ended up being a close game. It might have, but it was a close game for the greater part of the game. And so Bradley kind of, I don't want to say scared me, but it was just something, it was a team I'd rather not look at or like face. And when I looked at them, I don't know, something just hit me about Bradley. That's that's my upset pick for this round of 64. I'm going to have Bradley beat San Diego State. As much as I'd like to see that, to me, yes, Bradley has done some great things this year. But A, strength of schedule. B, in the midst of that weaker schedule, the teams they're losing to are like, Miami, Ohio by 16. Or I think I saw Valparaiso, yeah, 90 to 78, so by 12. Um, beating Illinois State in overtime. Losing to Loyola, Chicago, which 
granted, Loyola Chicago has um, had great teams in the past, but they, they're they unranked, and at this point they've lost twice to Loyola Chicago, losing to Drake, um, losing pretty uh, handily to the number 15 Memphis at the time, uh, 71 to 56. I just, like Ethan said, I think this is San Diego State's game to lose. All right, well, I sure hope my bold pick is, you know. Ethan, Todd. Don't you dare. Don't you say it. It wasn't even close. Who won? It was 80 to 70. Bradley pulls it off. Nah. And you want to be, you want to understand why I went with Bradley, is because not only what I said, but when we're talking about point guards that, you know, some of the best point guards in the country, Malachi Flynn is definitely up there. However, don't get me wrong, San Diego State had an amazing season, but almost all of that season ran off the play of Malachi Flynn, and if Malachi Flynn missed a slip up like he just did and score five points on 15% shooting. Yes, I do have the stats right here because this website does give them to you, like big stats. This San Diego speaking is nothing. And that just showed, I mean, get not even double-digit points and he shot terribly. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um... Okay. I'm mistaken, you're 0 for 3 right now with lack of 3 picks. Yeah. yeah. Solid. Wait. Oh, shoot. You're 2 and 1. Oh, okay. Um, Alright, so I guess we're going to move on to the second round after that uh, shocking end to the round of 64. And we're going to start off at the top with uh, Baylor and LSU again. Um, we, we did mention Baylor's struggles, but I do think they're going to get by LSU here. Yeah, I think, I think this is really going to be a, a turning point for Baylor. I think depending on just how they play this LSU team, I mean, LSU, although I went with them in the game against Arizona, they don't really have a star like Tremont Waters they had last year or, uh, oh shoot. Nas Reed. Yeah, Nas Reed. So I don't really. I feel like this game, depending on how it goes for them, could really determine, you know, the rest of their fate. But I think Baylor gets it done. Yeah, I think Baylor's going to win this one, and I'm not going to rule out the possibility of an upset from LSU. But I still see Baylor winning here. The struggles for Baylor that we worried about. They were there, but they were not prominent enough. They got a four-point win over LSU, 87-83. to okay. All right, so Baylor makes the sweet 16. Um, moving on, we're, we we got um, Stephen F. Austin versus Louisville. Now, Stephen F. Austin did beat Ohio State. I think Louisville's way better than Ohio State, so I, I personally think Louisville is going to uh, take the win here against Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, for basically the exact same reasons that Louisville is a completely different beast. I'm going Louisville. I mean, that's probably the same and logical argument, 
But I don't know. I feel like Stephen F. Austin, they're going to have momentum after beating the five seed in Ohio State. They're going to be rolling. Louisville is just a, a seed higher at four. Um, and, I mean, Stephen F. Austin has always been kind of one of those sleeper teams um, that I think definitely could bring down Louisville. Um I mean, probably not going to happen, but I'm I'm going to go with Stephen F. Austin here and see if we can get this upset. Are you just trying to be a sucker for upsets, Todd? Is that what this is about? I don't have to try. I already am. <laughs> I mean, look where it got me. Okay, whatever. I was um, just saying. All right, but there was no upset this time. 15-point win for Louisville, 85-70. All right, so Louisville... Okay. Moves to the Sweet 16 as well to play Baylor. That'll be an interesting game when we get there. Um, I uh, Penn State versus Seton Hall. Um, I'm, I mean, I think it's going to be a very close game, but but I think Miles Powell just puts Seton Hall over Penn State just barely. So I think Seton Hall wins it in a close game. I'm gonna go with. I don't know. I feel like. Lamar Stevens has a chip on his shoulder. I mean, it's his senior year. I mean, it's the first time Penn State's been in the tournament for a while. I just feel like this is really going to provide a a huge source of motivation so that Penn State can pluck the close one against the three-seeded Seton Hall Pirates. For me, this depends on which Penn State team we see here. Do we see the one that was ranked nine overall in the country? Or do we see the one that continued to lose to unranked Big Ten teams in consecutive weeks? Um, If we see the first one, then this is going to be a really close game. If we see the second one, I say Seton Hall wins hands down. Um, But I'm going to go Seton Hall just because of that uncertainty. All right. Um. So I'm favoring the, I guess, underdog here, right? Yes. Yes. Um, Ethan, you've been on a serious struggle since that Kentucky loss. And uh, I guess that puts you in that same boat, too. Not as much, but Penn State pulls off a one-point win. Not on a buzzer beater, but a one-point win. 76-75. to Lamar Stevens... I guess he did have that chip on his shoulder because he scored 24 points. Okay. Penn State. I mean, what did I say, though? If this was the, yeah, the yeah. ninth-ranked Penn yeah, State, this was going to be a close game. I did give you credit where credit's due. You did say that. I, I did say it was going to be right. a close game. I just went the opposite way. Yeah, you, I don't give you any credit. Okay. We know. Um, All right. Um... What is it? It's Rutgers, yes. And Florida yeah, State. Rutgers and Florida State. Um, for me, yes, Rutgers defense is good and it showed against Providence, but I, I just think Florida State's a whole different beast, like we said, for like other teams than um Providence. So I, I think Florida State does win here and move to the Sweet Sixteen to play Penn State. I, I gotta be honest. Um I'm not discrediting Florida State's season, but 
I don't know. I just particularly, I, I don't feel like Florida State is just, I don't know how good of a tournament team they are. I just don't, I don't see it. And after what I said, the first round with Rutgers, a Rutgers is a healthy Geo Baker and beat any team in the country. Because Geo Baker just has that, he has that effect on that team. And for that reason, I think I'm going to go for that 10-2 upset and I'm going to have Rutgers win. Yeah, I mean, Florida State has had a great season. Um, haven't lost a whole lot, but the teams they have lost to, um, at least that I've seen, are um, we're talking Clemson, Virginia, Indiana. But that was Indiana was in December. They lost to Pitt first game of the year, but. Other than that, they didn't really lose. In fact, I think those are their only losses. Hold on a second. Um, Hold on a second. Duke did beat them. Oh yes, I forgot about that. They did. They did lose to Duke. Um, but I don't know. Rutgers, I think, is better than that Indiana team, um, who beat Florida State by sixteen when Florida State was ranked seventeenth. Um, I don't know. I've, that was in December, so this really could go either way, but I'm going to go Florida State here. Alright, let's see. I gotta be real here. No, Geo just Baker, stop. Geo Baker hype, I mean, sometimes, I guess, just liking certain players makes me make the right picks, because I'm going to be real, I don't think if Geo Baker's on this team, I make this pick ever. Rutgers pulls it out. I don't understand at this point. Ethan, again, it's it's March. I mean, these teams are here for a reason, and they they can play. I mean, even though they're, I mean, Rutgers is a ten seed, Florida State's a two seed, but like I said, Rutgers with a healthy Geo Baker can be anybody in the country. Okay, so we have a one. We have a one. A four, a six, and a ten for the Sweet Sixteen in um, the South. Yes, we are. Wow. Okay. Um. Good. All right. So moving down to the West, Gonzaga versus Colorado, and I, I yeah. Although I don't discredit what Colorado's done this year, I I think Gonzaga's gonna pull it out. Colorado beating this team at any point during the season from December to now March. I think Gonzaga's got the best, like I said, depthful team in the country. I think they definitely can win this game. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I wouldn't discount the opportunity for a Colorado upset, but I, I do think that Gonzaga is going to win this game. All right. Uh, not as big as the 156 win that Gonzaga had in the first round, but it was by 10 points, 86-76. Gonzaga's moving to your sweet 16. Okay. okay. Um, I, oh, uh, BYU versus Oregon. This one's a very tough one. I think it'll be a very close game, although I am going to take BYU in a very close game. I'm going to take Oregon in a very close game. So, I think we can agree it'll be a close game. But I think the 
play if Peyton Pritchard's going to get it done for the Ducks. I'm, I'm going to go BYU here. Um, just because Oregon, to me, seems a little shaky. Uh, yes, they've done some great things and very handily won the back 12 but I don't know. I feel like they're, they're, they're just waiting for the right blow to knock over the whole house of cards. So um, I'm going to go with BYU here, and I don't think it's going to be as close as we think it is. All right. So, uh, Ethan, we, we were correct in it being a close game. There was a missed game tying shot at the horn. However, Oregon got it done. I'm telling you, it's Peyton Pritchard. The kid had 20 points, 10 assists. The point card matters. Okay, so there we actually have a relatively normal sweet. We have a 1 4 sweet 16, which is pretty, which is normal, you could say. I tell you that there's a chance that a 14 or a 15 seed, probably slimly, but could make it into the Sweet 16 because there's one in both the next games. Yeah. So don't don't think before you speak because the other two seeds are a six and a ten. So that means that we will have at least a ten seed in the Sweet 16. Yeah. Um. I guess. Uh. uh well, Houston, Eastern Washington. Yes, Eastern Washington did beat Kentucky. I I think they don't have the momentum to keep going. I think it's a one-time thing like UMBC was, so I'm, I'm going to take Houston here. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. If I if I had to pick one of the two teams that are still in it from the round of 64, I think Bradley is... They're, they're the better team, so I'm not just credit Eastern Washington, but I feel like Eastern Washington is not going to get it done against Houston. So, I, I got to get Houston. I don't know. I feel like... Houston, like I said, against Indiana, has that upset potential against them. Um, and, I mean, Eastern Washington already took down Kentucky. They're going to have that boosted morale. They're going to be flying high, which could be to their detriment. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to ride the Eastern Washington upset train here and see how far it goes. All right. So, Ethan. No, just stop. I just stop. I, I'm sorry. Like this is the pain that March Madness causes people when upsets happen. At the buzzer, Eastern Washington, they were tied seventy six seventy six. They drive in. They get the layup to go. Seventy eight seventy six. We have a fourteen seed in Sweet Sixteen, boys. Hey! Oh my gosh! What did I tell you? Um, Arizona State versus Bradley. I mean, based on what's happened previously, I feel like I want to take Bradley, but all right, you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm going for the fifteen fourteen Sweet Sixteen. I'm going for it. I'm actually gonna join you on that that hype train. Um, like I said in the first matchup when Bradley took down San Diego State, Bradley is despite everything that the stats tell you, Bradley is a they're a great team. Again, they're not the Power 5 conference with, like, four losses, you know, all-American score. But Bradley's good. And I know I said Arizona State was good. They're, they're good. Don't get me wrong. 
but they're not great. And I just feel like, why not? Like, like Ethan said, based on how things have happened on this side of the bracket, there's no reason why you shouldn't take Bradley. I mean, yes, but at the same time, you know, San Diego State, I feel like, has had that kind of upset potential. I don't see the, as in that upset potential against them, I don't see that same um, potential for an upset against ASU. Um, granted, there is still one there, but I don't think it's as large, so I'm going to go Arizona State. All right. Um, another really close one. However... The sweet thing that we all wanted is going to happen because Bradley pulled it off by three seventy-five seventy-two. Yes, yes, wow. yes. The Bradley Braves are doing it. We have a fourteen and fifteen seeded Sweet Sixteen. I don't think so. that's ever happened before. What are the chances? Yeah. Pretty low. Um. All right. So moving on. To the Sweet 16, we've got Baylor versus Louisville. Oh. Um, I think Baylor's, in all honesty, I think Baylor's struggles are going to show here, and I, I think Louisville wins a close game to move to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one, too. I see the same struggles that you do, I think. I mean, they won by four to LSU, and LSU does not compare one bit to Louisville. Like I said, the player of Jordan Moore, a top 15, maybe even top 10 player in the country, Louisville definitely, I think it could be close, but it also could be one of those, you know, top-seeded teams that just, they get beat in the first half and give up in the second. So no matter what happens with the score, I think Louisville still gets it done. Yeah, I'm going to make it three for Louisville here. Um yeah, Baylor hasn't really faced anyone like Louisville yet. Um, they've played Boston University and LSU, who, granted, are good teams. I mean, obviously, they're in the bracket, but um, they're not Louisville. And, yeah, I think this is Baylor's time to fall. And, uh, right, we all are, 66-60. I guess you could say it's a close one, but Louisville does advance. To the Elite Eight. Yes, they do. All right. Well, we have a Big Ten matchup in the Sweet 16 with Penn State and Rutgers. Um, again, I think like Todd said the last time, and it proved it, it depends on which Penn State team shows up. Do we get the number nine ranked Penn State team from the start of the year, or do we get the um, the Penn State we all have today? Um, so I think they're going to continue the momentum, and I think the number nine ranked Penn State will show up today, and I think they'll move to the Elite Eight against Rutgers. See, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's a, again, I'm riding, I'm riding Geo Baker's hype, um, probably my favorite non-Michigan State player in the Big Ten. I think we're not going to see the number nine Penn State, I don't think we're going to see the Penn State that slipped. I think we're going to see the Penn State that played Rutgers twice and needed a buzzer beater to win one time and lost by, I'm pretty sure it was 11 the second, the first time they played them. I, I don't think Penn State, I don't think their momentum's going to roll. I think Rutgers is going to get it done. But another double-digit seed in our uh, wait, no, never mind, that was Sweet 16. 
Yeah, never mind. Um, but yeah, they're going to play a double-digit seed in the Elite Eight. Yeah, I'm with JR on this one. I think um, Penn State's history with Rutgers isn't the greatest, and their inconsistencies are rather glaring. Um, and yeah, I'm also... I. I haven't picked Rutgers before, and I'm starting to regret that because I've seen them just roll through teams. So, yeah, I'm going to go Rutgers here. I'm also going to ride Geo Baker. All right. And Geo Baker, it is. They pull off a four-point upset of the six-seed Penn State and the Lions, 77-73. Okay. Um, So we have... Penn State play or no sorry Rutgers playing Louisville in the Elite Eight. I I didn't I didn't I don't know if I say that would be our Elite Eight, but yeah, I mean, I understand the Louisville thing makes sense. Louisville makes sense. It's the um yeah. bottom half of that bracket that is a little interesting to say the least. Um, now we're moving on to the top half of the West Sweet Sixteen and a bit more uh or. The normal, I guess you could say, Gonzaga, one, the one and four playing each other, Gonzaga, Oregon. Um, I think Oregon, they've, they've just been getting by these teams. Um, I think that ends today, and I think Gonzaga moves to the Elite Eight as the uh, lone one seed on this side to make it to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I'm going to provide the same reason I provided the last two games. Gonzaga is one of the most doubtful teams in the country, and Oregon's good. They're not that good. So, yeah, Gonzaga's mine. Yeah, I think Oregon has too many inconsistencies. And, yes, Gonzaga did lose to BYU in a stunning upset, but I still think Gonzaga is going to beat uh, Oregon here. All right, uh, nine-point win. We have 85-76. Gonzaga gets it done and books their spot to hold on. This is the Elite Eight, right? Yeah. Now, we're, we're in the Elite Eight now. Or we're okay. almost in the Elite Eight. We're still in the Sweet 16. Because we okay, have our... Yeah, they, book her, they booked their ticket to the Elite Eight. Yep. And then we have the game of the year. The 14 and the 15 seed going at it in the Sweet 16. The two lowest seeds. Um, I, I'm probably going to take Bradley here. Yeah, that, that's, where, that's where I'm going. I'm... For the same reason I've been taking Rutgers, I, I, I want Bradley. I mean, I, I think, like I said, the, the, uh, shoot, the round of 32 uh, pick, like whenever I mentioned that, I feel like I felt like Houston was going to beat Eastern Washington because I felt Bradley was the better team. Now that they're matched up against each other, I still think Bradley's the better team. I think Bradley gets it done. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the teams that Bradley and Eastern Washington have gone through to get to this point. Bradley has beaten Arizona State and San Diego State. Eastern Washington has beaten Kentucky and Indiana. And to me... Uh, It's Houston. Was it Houston? Oh, sorry. Yeah, they beat Houston. Hmm, that complicates things. (laughs) You know what? What the heck? I'm going to go Eastern Washington and see what happens. <laughs> All right. Ethan, you will finally be happy to hear you picked the right upset. 
Yes. By double digits wins 81 to 70. Oh boy, so we have the Cinderella, that's the official Cinderella team, Bradley. Well, there's actually a couple Cinderella teams. Does Rutgers yeah, count as a Cinderella Rutgers team? Rutgers is still chilling in the Elite Eight. I mean, not bad. Yeah, so we have the Elite Eight now. Um, We got Louisville and Rutgers in the South. Um, I've been picking against Rutgers this whole time. They've proven me wrong. But I'm still picking against them today. I, I think Louisville, I think Jordan Wara is too much to handle for Geo Baker and Rutgers. I'm going to go with the exact opposite reasoning. I think not just for Jordan and Wara. I think Geo Baker is too much to handle the whole entire Louisville Cardinals. Again, this is one of my questionable what in the world are you doing picks. But like I said, I'm riding Geo Baker right now. So, Geo Baker, please don't disappoint. Yeah, for me, this bracket, at least this side, is starting to look like Bizarro World, <laughs> um, where nothing makes sense. So that's part of the reason why I'm going with the Rutgers here. Um, but, I mean, they've proven the doubters wrong. And I think Louisville has had its struggles, um, not as much as, say, some of the teams... Um, like Baylor, San Diego State, but um, I'm still going to go Rutgers here. All right. Well, let's see what we got. Ethan. I did the upset again, buddy. It was an 11-point win for the 10-seeded Rutgers, 89-78. to 78. Oh, my gosh. My man, Gio Baker. Let me tell you, I, I, I love... Cassius Winston, don't get me wrong, but Geo Baker maybe doesn't put up the stats that Cassius Winston plays with, but Geo Baker, he just, what he brings to the table is what I see in Cassius Winston, and Cassius Winston is one of the best players in the country, so I'm going to have to say the same thing with Geo Baker, even though people might not even know who this guy is. Okay. Well, they do now. <laughs> and now we have we have the one and the fifteen playing uh, Gonzaga and Bradley. Um, Jr. I'm, I think it's official. I am joining the upset train, and I'm going to take Bradley over Gonzaga. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ethan. I love my upsets, but a one a fifteen seed beating a one seed. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen in college basketball. Bradley's a good team. Gonzaga's even better. I'm going Gonzaga. Okay, to what JR just said, I'm going to say, I am going to quote Al Michaels here, miracles can happen. Yes, they Um, can. I mean, what did we see with UMBC beating UVA a couple years ago? That was the 16 on the one, not the 15. Um, I think Bradley does stand... A reasonable chance here, but I still think Gonzaga is better. I think Gonzaga's going to win. Ethan, you just need to you need to stop because you no, here it was, it was not even close. Gonzaga pulls out a win to book their ticket to the final four by sixteen eighty six to seventy. Oh, darn it! So we have Rutgers. And Gonzaga, I'm actually interested to see if JR is willing to ride Geo Baker to this one. Um, 
Again, I've been picking against Rutgers this whole time. They've continuously proved me wrong. Um, and I, I'm going with Gonzaga though. This one, I, I honestly don't know. I'm probably going to just, I'm going to talk my reasoning through, and at the end, whatever reasoning hit me in the face, you know, that's what I'm going to go with. Because Gonzaga, they are probably the most depthful team. However, Rutgers does have one of the best players in the country, as I just said. I gotta be honest. Uh, you know, I haven't gotten many wrong picks, so if I get this one wrong, I guess it's okay. So, I, I am gonna do the unthinkable. I'm gonna pick Rutgers, and I'm gonna say Geo Baker books his ticket to the championship. I mean, at this point... For Rutgers, this is starting to look like the plot of a Rocky movie. I think, I don't know. You've got Gonzaga and Apollo Creed. You have Rutgers as Rocky Balboa. And I think, yeah, I'm also going to go with the unthinkable. I'm going to say Rutgers is riding high. They've been just churning through people. They've rallied around Geo Baker. I think Rutgers is going to win this. Todd, welcome to the team. What? I said welcome to the team. Hey. <laughs> you know, so I really love this play-by-play feature that... No, just just be, qui- just be quiet. I, I don't even want to hear it. I think you do, because I think you want to know where this buzzer-beating winner for Rutgers was shot at. Uh-oh. We're talking the top of the key. The opposite one. What? <laughs> who, who, uh, uh, did Geo Baker shoot that ball? That's the hype, Ethan. Geo Baker shot it. Yeah. And, oh my. Okay, look, I'm going to be real here. Let's let's be honest. As, as, as much as you might be surprised by the fact that Geo Baker shot that, if you're Rutgers and you have a buzzer beating shot to send yourself to the No, I'm just shot, shocked. I'm shocked anyone. I would be shocked if anyone made that shot. No, but, but if someone was to make that shot, it's going to be the guy that they want their hand, want the hands on the ball. So Geo Baker is that guy for Rutgers. He will get that inbound pass 100% of the time. And maybe he'll make that shot 1% of the time. But that 1% of the time just booked him to take it to the national championship against Kansas. Okay, so we have a 10 seed making the national championship to play Kansas. And obviously, if, if you don't remember, Kansas was our champion from the left side of the bracket. And obviously, we just learned, shockingly, that Rutgers was, which I didn't see coming. Um, So I guess we can, this is going to be our last pick of this video. Um, Now, see, as much as I want to take Kansas, if... if if Rutgers can beat Gonzaga and get to this point, I- I'm going to do the unthinkable. I'm going to join the Geo Baker hype train finally, and um, I'm taking Rutgers. Ethan, as I just said to Todd, welcome to the team. Yeah, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. Um, i got to be honest. I'm starting to question. I mean, it is a national championship, and I don't know if this Rutgers team can hold it together. However, I 
half stuck by that this whole entire tournament, so why the heck not? Rutgers, if I'm not mistaken, you're going to be the lowest national, lowest seeded national champion. I'm actually because this bracket doesn't seem to go off of anything reasonable. I'm going to Kansas here because Ethan has switched over to Rutgers. He has been picking wrong pretty much the whole time. And um, I'm saying you're picking wrong again, and I don't want to be a part of that. So I'm going to go Kansas. All right. Ethan, you're getting kicked off the team. No! (laughs) You're you're bad wherever you go because Kansas – just hit a game-winning three with zero seconds left on the clock to win 75-72. I don't want you on my team ever again because you just ruined my hype. Oh, no. What did I say? <laughs> well. Well, what? <laughs> I had something going here. Hey, you could have said you're not allowed on the team, but... Well, you see, we're accepting people here at... Geo Baker fan club. You're telling me you're accepting the most. But then no longer you... Ethan. <laughs> okay. Well, so looking at this, we had a lot of surprises, but I guess a not as surprising champion. I mean I I if if you would have said Kansas was gonna win this, I wouldn't be surprised necessarily. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I think in the end, the only thing that really does matter is the national championship and the fact that Kansas got it. That's really one of the only things that people are going to remember, probably besides the buzzer beaters. Obviously, this is this never even happened, so people won't remember this at all. But, I mean, if this was real life, people would probably remember, like, the buzzer beating shot or Geo Baker. They might remember the buzzer beating shot for... Who was it? Was it Eastern? Yeah, Eastern Washington over Houston. But in the end, all people are really going to remember is Kansas winning the national championship. I don't think that that will come to a surprise from that stats like that, you know, yeah. 20 years down the line. Well, this has been uh, very fun. Um, I'm I'm sure we're going to be doing more with this website in the future. We can do something with, like, college football or NFL, or NBA, or NHL, or MLB. We can honestly do anything with this. So I guess we'll, we'll discuss, see what we want to do next. I don't know what. We'll, maybe we'll simulate a season for a team, or something. we'll do like simulations of seasons for a team or something, or something along those lines. But, but Yeah, I mean, the options, we, just, we gained a big, a big uh, resource in this website that we're using. So expect more, you know, what if, and then actually seeing what could possibly happen videos, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um, also, our posting, uh, at least as far as videos, might slump a little bit in the next couple of weeks um, because school is starting back up for us next week. So, well, well how is um, school going to work? Actually, I don't. I'm so I'm still confused on how this is going to work. Yeah, as Todd's famous saying, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it because we really don't know anything about the schooling thing. However, I think like Todd said, we kind of have to just, we kind of have to expect that there might not be as many videos like we have two per week this, you know. Well, next week, next week, we're going to have both these college basketball videos come out. So we'll we'll have two videos a week. We're also going to have our um, special guest 
uh, Saturday, post it Saturday, which, which is already going to be out by the time you're listening to this. Um, and then we're, we're also going to try to maybe get some more high profile athletes on the show along with Kyle Arns. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to try to get someone else on. So that should, again, like Todd said, we might not do that for a couple weeks depending on what happens with school. So we'll see what happens here. Yeah. Point being, bear with us. Um, we'll still try and keep our activity up. Um, but just as a as fair warning, that might get harder to do. Yeah, basically what he's saying is if you don't see an episode from a week ago, you know, we're still we're still alive and kicking. We're just putting some time into school because we have to. Right. Which I mean, that's what would have happened anyway if coronavirus hadn't happened. Um, but you're probably not going to see the same kind of, like Ethan said, the, the two videos a week kind of thing. Um, Once we get back yeah, to summer that's... vacation, we'll probably go back to maybe two a week, assuming, because I, I believe a lot of our vacations did get canceled, so a lot of us will be home now. We'll see. Yeah, it really depends. That's still a ways out. Yeah. So, well, I think that does it for us. Um, yeah. So, um, for Double FM Sports, I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jeremy Drack. And we're signing off until next time. All right, see you guys.